praise you this morning, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. God, we just lift our hands this morning. Who can feel the presence of the Lord here today? Anybody? Isn't it great just to be in God's presence and just to forget everything else and say, God, today, God, I'm giving you my whole life. Today, God, I'm just giving you my whole life today. God, I'm not worrying about this or that, but today, God, I'm, we're building your church. But as a church, we're moving forward. Today, Lord, I pray, God, as we as we enter this place, God, as we lift our hands, God, that you would fill out our minds and our hearts, God, with vision from heaven. God, with a vision from heaven, God, to run. God, to run and not be weary, God, with, with his Holy Ghost, huge, large, extravagantly, you know, massive vision, God, that you have for our lives. God, to be super blessed. In Jesus' name, God, we just stand in your presence right now. God, we just wait on you right now, God, that you would fill our hearts. God, you'd fill our minds with your word, with your vision. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God, we thank you for this this place. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God, we thank you. In Jesus' name, isn't it good to be in God's presence? Isn't there like no striving? There's like no, you know, you don't have to do this or that, but isn't it just great? Just let everything go and just say, God, today, I'm just I'm just in your house. And uh, who loves this church? Isn't it a great church? I mean, where would we be without C3 Tucker? I, I don't know where I'd be. I'd just probably be in the back of nowhere doing nothing. But uh, but we want to welcome you today to uh, to Vision Sunday. Who's excited about Vision Sunday? This is where we get to like... Uh, talk about the heart and uh, of the church and the core values of this church, and to, to let it, to, you know, to, to let us know where we're going this year. You can take a seat if that's if that's okay. Vision Sunday. It's good, isn't it? We can, uh, if we have children's church people in the house, if you're a, if you're, a, we can see. Uh, Auntie Jamie up the back, all the kids, if you want to um, go to Children's Church up the back with Auntie Jamie today, that's that's great. I think they're nearly all up there. And uh, isn't isn't our Children's Church just incredible? Aren't the leaders and the workers of our, of our Children's Church just amazing? They are the best in the world, they really are. And uh, Vision Sunday is an annual day where we share the heart and soul of C3 Tugra. Who wants to know and, and experience and, and the, all the wonder and awe of what this church actually does? Anybody else? Just Yeah, just good. And uh, in today's service, we'll be giving you insight into, into four things. Can we, uh, can we grow the, throw the screens up? Thank you, uh, multimedia team at the back who are amazing. And uh, today, we're, we're just going to delve briefly into uh, who we are as a church. Isn't it? You know, very important to know, you know, who we are as a church, why, you know, what we do, how we do it. So number one today, I think we're going to talk about who we are as a church. Number two, why do we exist as a church? You know, why do we come to church? Why do we have our core values on the wall, uh, you know, and, and all all this stuff that we do? Number three, what what resources do we use? It's always good to grow in God and, and to all be growing the same way. So we all, you know, sort of reading the same material and praying this to the same God, which is which is good. And number four, uh, how we do what we do. And it's so important to know, I mean, 
you know, when when we come to the house of God, how we do what we do. We don't want people to come in and and uh, struggle and feel condemned and burn out and go and say, I don't know. But it's important to know how we do what we do, so this church can all come together and you know be of the same heart, same mind, and actually be encouraged to say, Well, this church is amazing, and be enlarged themselves and go out and come back and not struggle and and wonder, Well, wow, that guy's doing it like this. No. But today we're going to talk about how we do what we do. And uh, isn't that, is that okay today? Vision Sunday. Who's excited about the vision of this church? And I can see this place just getting bigger and enlarging and reaching out to all the communities. And today we want to welcome up Luke and Candice to, uh, to talk about who we are as a church and the journey that we've had at C3 Tigris so far. Because we give them a big hand and welcome them on Vision Sunday. Thank you, Andrew. Goodness me. Welcome, everybody. It's a good morning today. It's a good morning. I love Vision Sunday. It's so exciting. 1996. Does anyone know what they were doing in 1996? No. Pastor Phil and Julie must have been 20, I think, back in 96. (laughs) I don't know. 18. Sorry, yes. 18. No, back in 96, it was a special, special year because God spoke to Phil and Julie back in the Mother Church, and they were actually commissioned out of their church to go and plant a church in Wyong. It was an absolutely incredible time. Definitely, definitely. Let me just move that, please. Oh, goodness me, goodness me. Um, Um, And in July. I know, 7th of July. 7th of July. My dad's birthday, so I never forget. In 1996, (laughs) the first service was held. It was. Were you there? Yes. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You missed the first one, but then you were there. I was about six months after I I joined. But anyway, it was at Wyong Public School. Oh, and look at you guys. I remember the presence of God and hot dogs whenever I think of that Do place. You? That's all I can remember. <laughs> so 7th of July, 1996, they started. There's a little picture there. Um, and then as growth came, we then moved into Wang High School. I remember these days. I just, look at it. Oh, we met in the high school hall. It was amazing. I just, I loved that time. And, and as we continued to grow, and then it was only five years down the track after that that we then moved into the tent. The tent. The tent. Amazing. We had some crazy times in there. Summer and winter. In the summer tent. and winter. Yeah, yeah. Winter was really cold. Summer was really hot. But it was amazing. So then, what happened after Two that? Two years ago, we moved into the building. the building. The building. I know. The, the first stage. This is the first stage of our building. Have a look at that. So check it out. I remember that day clearly cutting that little ribbon yeah. as we walked on in. I remember being in the tent, and then you just look across and you see it just coming out of the ground. Yeah, I know. It's good, so exciting. So we have come from humble beginnings. The Bible says, "Don't despise the day of small beginnings." Yes. You know, and look at us. It's so exciting. What else have we got? Um, no. Anyway, um, C3 Tugra was birthed in a season of revival, and we have exactly. always had a strong sense of the presence of God. But that not only so that, true. there are values we do. that we have we that do, add to do. our culture. And yep. this is what we want you to talk about. Just yes, quickly. I'll really quickly let you know that we do have core values for our church. And if you look up on the wall there, we've got them just beautifully displayed there. Um, and so the core values of our church, you know, this is what we believe in. This is what our church is about. I just love this. We've got love, honor, connect, destiny, mission, authentic experience, innovation, excellence, prayer, generosity, and of course, the most important, love. So they're words that define who we are and what we believe in. And if you want to know any more about those core values, then you can just go onto our website and it's all there for you. Um, And check that website out too, because it just really, it's just beautiful. I love it. I love going on there. And thank you, Pauline, for everything you do. But if you want to know any more about them, they're on the wall, but also check out the website. So 
very, very cool. Very I love good. them. And now I would love to invite up one of my greatest heroes Aww. of all time, love. Pastor Garth, to share a little a bit more about who we are as a church. Can we give it up for Pastor Garth Ball? Luke, you are my hero. Don't worry about that. Hey, uh, one of the things that I love most about being a part of C3 Tugra is that we're part of a wider uh, community uh, called C3 Church, which is a, a, a globe-wide uh, movement of churches. And, you know, we've got great visionary leaders here with Pastor Phil and Pastor Julie. And as a movement, we also have, you know, the ultimate visionaries, I guess, with Pastor Phil Pringle and Pastor Chris Pringle down at Oxford Falls who, who started the whole, the whole thing. You know, in 1980... Pastor Phil and Pastor Chris came out from New Zealand to the promised land of Australia and uh, started a church with 12 people. And being the visionaries that they are, they thought that if they could start a church, if they could grow that church to 500, then that would be a, a really great accomplishment. So they set out to build a church of 500. All of a sudden, in a few years, that actually happened sooner than they thought. And they thought, well, now we're 500. Now what are we going to do? And they, so they came up with this massive vision of having 10 churches in 10 cities around the world. And, uh, you know, they thought if we could spend our whole lives getting 10 churches in 10 cities around the world, then that would just be the most amazing thing to give your life to. All of a sudden, in another few years, that came to pass as well. Uh, and they said, oh, well, what next? And so now uh, they have given us the vision of C3 Church uh, called the 2020 Vision. And that's what C3 lives and breathes. That's what I know I give my life to really in everything I do. I think about 2020 Vision. And this is this, that C3 Church Global will have 1,000 churches across the world by the year 2020, which I just think is such a great vision to have. And I can just totally see it. I'm so into it. Already we have 250 churches uh, worldwide in the regions of uh, Africa, of Europe, of uh, South Asia, Southeast Asia, the Americas, the Pacific, and of course, many churches here in the Australia region as well. So um, that's who we are as a, as a part of a C3 movement. We're, we're not just a, a church on their own, doing their own thing, but we've joined with just this powerful movement called C3. And uh, we've got a clip uh, right now to check out what Pastor Phil Pringle has to say about the 2020 vision. Christmas City Church, these are the most exciting times in the history of our movement. God has called us to plant churches all around the world. As soon as we said, I will build the church, we were doing exactly what Jesus said he would do when he was here on earth. This is an hour for us to become larger. We need to become bigger people for his bigger vision. I remember when we first started, we only had two regions. We now have seven. By the year 2020, we will have 15 regions. We're going to see a thousand churches planted by the year 2020. Right now, our most immediate goal is 250 churches. And we will do that as we make a deep commitment on the inside and make sure that we are planting churches throughout the world. Right now in Australia, the average size Christian City Church congregation is 450 people. We are moving rapidly towards accomplishing that goal of having an average congregation size of 500 members each. And this is going to be like this all around the world. 
I'm believing God that the devil is bound and that Jesus is risen from the dead to build his church, expand his people and raise up a generation of young men and young women who will take us into the future. The greatest churches yet to be made are being born right now in the hearts and the vision of young men and young women. I'm praying for it and I'm agreeing with God that we're going to see a massive move of the Holy Spirit building our congregations so that we are going to fill the stadiums of this world. I see thousands and thousands and thousands of people coming into the house of God. We are heading into the greatest revival we have ever seen. This is an hour when the whole earth will be filled with the glory of God. We will see ourselves fulfilling the 2020 vision and more. We are spirit-powered, connect-driven churches. C3 Churches, we're heading for the 2020 vision. Cool, I'm so into that. I'm so into it. I'm there. We've just started uh, last year, at the end of last year, C3 Cairo, uh, which I wonder how they're going over there. We should keep them in our prayers. We've started C3 Hong Kong this year. But C3 Tagra is a place on the central coast that's... Uh, doing the stuff for C3 and for God here. Uh, part of the 2020 vision as well is, uh, is not just is, is, uh, part, is looking past the four walls of the church and beyond that into the community. So last year, we actually launched our, uh, our department called Beyond, which is a missions arm of our church. And we already have six initiatives that come under that banner, two international, four local. I just want to share a little bit about those quickly this morning as well. The first are... The newest, uh, sorry, not the newest anymore, but uh, something we launched last year was supporting uh, Peace Radio Station in Uganda, in the north, in Kitgum, uh, which is a radio station that reaches potentially hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people across the north of Uganda. And I'll tell you, with, the, with all the stuff happening in South Sudan, there's potential for that radio station to be reaching into that area as well, which is predominantly Christian as well. So I just think that area is a real key area uh, for, for God in Africa and we're going to partner with that radio station with Pastor David Livingston uh, we're taking up pledges, we have already done that and we'll do that again uh, at the time of Vision Builders so that's just an incredible thing that we can be a part of uh, we also support uh, Stephen Ann Whitten who are our uh, missionaries to Thailand, they've been doing that for over 10 years now, probably close to 14 years, almost as long as you know, the church has been going and they do such a great job reaching out to the youth of Thailand. And uh, Pastor Steve will be here in April, we hope, uh, to get him here and, and to share more about that. So that's a, an amazing thing as well. Uh, along with that, we have four local missions that we support. Uh, Vanessa in Wyong High School is a chaplain there, and we support her. She's in there four days a week doing SRE and also chaplaincy. And I'll tell you what, she is having such an amazing effect. Uh, Haley here is going in there on behalf of our church every Monday to get amongst the, uh, the young kids there. And we've got some young people there coming to youth. And I'll tell you what, that school is just going to explode. And that's something that we also partner with to see God move in this area. Tim and Louise Phillips are our incredible uh, couple up the back there run two outreaches as well. Uh, the first one is called Camp Works, and that is a camp that they run uh, that reaches out to, to children that either have one or often both parents in prison. And the testimonies that come back from that camp each year are absolutely incredible of just heartbroken, hardened, damaged children receiving the gospel and just the love that people have to offer them in Jesus. 
and just stories of absolute breakthrough and turnarounds. That's such an incredible opportunity that we have to do that with Tim and Louise as well. The other thing that they do is uh, Big Noise, which is a kids program uh, that's run biannually for the kids in this area uh, to come together in a holiday program, hear the gospel again, salvations, love, relationship, connection, all happen there as well. The final thing uh, that uh, you may not be aware of that is an official Beyond Initiative now is something that Ali and Nick Thompson uh, do regularly uh, every month, and that is feeding the poor uh, and the homeless down in Gosford. Is that correct? Um, And that's just so good. You went the other day and did that, and they're going to do that once a month, and that is a Beyond Initiative, and you're going to have the chance to sign up over there to get involved with that later on and hear about all the incredible things that Ali and Nick and the team are achieving there. Uh, The youth actually have a a bin called the Stuff It Bin at youth. That uh, One of our young girls, Lauren, came up with the idea, and we're going to be putting items in that each, each term we're going to be giving that away to the poor and also supporting Ali and Nick as well on behalf of the youth. So there's so much exciting uh, stuff going on in Beyond and C3 Tagra and also within uh, the wider uh, covering of C3 Church. So that's wonderful. I'm going to invite our amazing Pastor Julie up now to talk to us about why we do what we do here at C3 Church. Thanks. Thanks. Welcome to church this morning. You know, it's, it's okay to talk about like all the logistics of church and we have to have logistics. Amen. Every family needs a little order. How all the parents said, amen. <laughs> but the heart of why we do this, why do we do church? Why do we meet together? Why do we do the things that we do? Why did Pastor Phil and I in 1996 give up our whole lives, put our family on the line and just say, God, whatever it takes, whatever we have to do, we know that, God, you want a church in this area. And the why comes in two, two answers for me. Number one, the first answer is this. It's about people. We do what we do because of people. Because of you, because of you and your family, your children, your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, we do what we do because God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would have eternal life. We do what we do because there are people out there that still don't know a father in heaven who loves them, that they have a family that they can belong to, that they have a Jesus who can forgive their sins and give them a brand new start. There are people still in homes right now suffering with addiction who don't understand that there is a deliverer who can set them free. There are families that are in chaos, marriages that are separating and breaking up, who don't understand there is a God who has a book that tells them how to do it, amen, and how to do it well. They don't understand the lonely people out there who day after day live in a house alone, go to work alone, come home to a lonely house. They don't understand that just because they don't have a natural family, that there is a family that God has provided for them right here. Now, many in this day and age, 
I've seen such a shift, such a change in the attitude towards church. Now, we don't need to go to church. We can just be Christians. We can just meet at the coffee shop and talk about God. But I want to tell you this. God believes in the church because God created a family. He didn't create individuals. He created us to be together. Which brings me to my second point. Why do we do what we do? We do what we do because it is community. We need community. You and I were created to connect with one another. We were created to be together in unity. As the church, we're the body of Christ. He is the head and we are his body. We're all the parts of his body. We all play different parts. When a lost person walks into this house, waiting for them at the door is a beautiful person who has the part of the body that says to them, I care about you. They have eyes that see into the soul of a a human being that says, I want to know who you are. And there are others as they walk in and say, I see that you've got need. I want to feed you. I want to clothe you. And there are others that say, I can see that you're struggling with your family. Let me come and look after your kids so you can have a date night with your husband. And there are others that embrace and say this, I know that you're lonely, but I want to be your friend. There are others that say, I know that you're insecure, but I am going to build you up until you know that you're worth, until you can love yourself the way God loves you. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? There was two pertinent scriptures that stood out to me when I was thinking about these things. And of course, the very first scripture is the very reason why we do church is the Great Commission. Amen? In Matthew 28, 19 to 20, it says this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to do everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Go into all the world. Going into all the world sometimes isn't about getting on a plane and going to another country. Sometimes it's just about going next door and baking a cake for somebody and loving someone. Jesus said, teaching them all that I have commanded you to do, teaching them all that I've taught you. And what was the most important thing that Jesus taught? He taught us how to love everyone. Number one factor of a church must be its love factor and its ability to dignify any human being, no matter what status of life they come in, no matter what package they come in, no matter what color they come in, that we have the ability to love and embrace them and bring them to Jesus, teach them and equip them by making them not just believers but disciples. Encourage them, teach them, equip them, baptize them, deliver them, set them free, heal them of their sicknesses and give them everything that Jesus promised that he would give them. Is that right? As you look around this church today, you would see that every one of us 
has a story. Every one of us in this building today, and if you're a visitor, you may be about to get a story. But every one of us has a story or stories of how Jesus has saved us, how Jesus has delivered us, how Jesus has touched us, how Jesus has blessed our homes, our families, our finances, how Jesus has provided all that we need. We all have a story. And that is the corporateness of that story. The coming together of us in agreement. Each of us with our own stories. Coming to lift Jesus high and exalt him high above all else. Together, corporately, is the most powerful meeting on the earth today. Amen. And together, we are better than alone. Together, we are stronger. Amen. I'm just looking out at, at Kat down there. And, and Kat and Dave, they came into this church and, and Kat had an understanding of God. Dave wasn't a Christian and they came into the church. They were impacted by God. Impacted by God. And they'd been married for a little while, been wanting to have babies, couldn't fall pregnant then realized that Kat's tubes were completely and utterly destroyed. There was nothing that could get through her tubes. They were completely blocked. They said the only chance of pregnancy is IVF. So they enrolled into IVF. And in the meantime, we prayed for them, and a prophetic word came through that, that they indeed were going to have a baby, and God was going to provide them with children. Amen. And a picture of Dave holding a child. And they held on to that with everything that they had. Amen. And then they went in and had some tests done. And the doctors said, yes, you are pregnant. Without IVF, you are miraculously pregnant. But it turned out that it looked like it was in the tube. And then we prayed again. And a miracle occurred where that baby moved out of that tube through a blocked tube into the uterus. And now Kat and Dave are about... 26, 20, 23 weeks pregnant with a healthy, beautiful baby. Because why? Because the church exists. Because the family of God have the anointing and the power of God to walk and set the captives free and bring deliverance. Katie and Jeff had lost two babies when they came to this church with the threat of the third baby miscarrying. She was already bleeding. Already they had said, you're going to lose the third baby. We prayed. We laid hands on her as a church. We stood with them as a family. We believed that they would deliver that baby healthily. Today, they have two baby girls, both healthy, and I'm sure they're going to have many, many, many more. That's why we exist as a church. That's why we exist as a church. That's why we exist as a church. It's not just an institution. It's not just a thing to do on Sundays. It's a living, breathing organism that changes lives. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is still as powerful today as it was when he walked the earth 2,000 years ago through disciples who would be passionate about him and bring his life into his church. Amen. Last Sunday night, I stood on the altar with a young girl who gave her heart to Jesus for the very first time. And she gave her heart to Jesus through a prophetic word 
that God actually spoke to her heart and she knew that God knew who she was and that he would forgive her. And I watched that young girl weep her way into forgiveness and into the arms of Jesus, her Savior and her lover. And I just think, God, if 14 years or nearly 15 years so far of paying the price to build a church was for that one little girl last Sunday night, then I can stand before Jesus and I can say, Jesus, I did it. Amen. And we did it together. That little girl didn't get saved last Sunday night just because there's a fancy preacher here, because there's no fancy preachers here. There's just a body of Christ who love people and who want to see people set free, delivered and saved. And the second reason that we exist is for community. And the scripture, of course, is the great commandment. The great commandment. If we can get the right, great commission and the great commandment right, we might be doing something pretty good. So the great commandment, Mark 12, 30, says this, Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. We are a spiritual community, the body of Christ. We're a family. We meet together. We learn together. We do life together. We carry each other and we rejoice with each other. We're also a generational community. There's not many communities right now that would cater to all generations together and bring the generations together to worship God. Amen. But here we are. We're a generational community. And through C3 Kids, we minister to the children from two years old up to year six every Sunday morning. And you'll learn more about that today as you go and meet Jamie and the team and get to know what they do and if you can help in any way, shape or form. And then on Friday nights, we minister to the youth at SG Youth. Friday nights here in the building from year seven to year 12 and it is going off. I have such... Oh, my God, this year's Garth, it's going to be amazing. And what has been set in place for you by Andrew and Julie, now you're just running on the shoulders of that. God is amazing. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. The other way that we connect together as communities, we have connect groups. And these is what we used to all call in the old days, we used to call them home fellowship. But now we call them connect groups. It's about connecting together. And we provide areas in the church where we can meet midweek, you know, talk about God, maybe do some Bible study, but share each other's lives, get into each other's lives and into each other. Instead of just saying hi at church, actually knowing who someone is, who their kids are, what their likes and dislikes are, you know, and what they're going through in their lives. Connect groups are amazing for that. And we cater for young adults, women, men, mixed groups, and of course, youth in those connect groups. And they're amazing. So you'll know more about that later. Um, it's, it's an incredible, Luke and Tasha heading up connect groups this year, and it's just going to go to another level. And if you're interested in running a connect group, you go to see them later. Dave and Joe also run midweek new Christian 
courses or Christian essential classes for all our new Christians who, who uh, give their heart to the Lord and then we train them and equip them in the essentials. And Dave and Joe do a great job of that. We really appreciate that. So why do we exist as a church? We exist for people and we exist for community. Amen? Amen. Let's keep doing it in Jesus' name. Pastor Phil is going to help us understand the what. The what resources do we use to do what we have to do? Thanks, Pastor Phil. Let's all stand just for a moment and uh, just love God and uh, just keen to give to the Lord. And um, I really like giving at the end of the worship uh, music and... Um, and uh, hey, Marty, hey, Martin, how you going, mate? Are you are you arrived now or almost, almost? You're coming up, yeah, you're just that much, yeah, yeah. You're coming up from um, South Australia or Victoria or somewhere down there, and uh, you're going to reposition yourself, hopefully through this house and uh, for your better day, your bigger day. But Father, we just thank you for every single person here that by revelation of vision. They have committed their hearts to you. They've committed their time to you. They've committed their talent to you. But Lord, they have committed their finances to you. Lord, you said where there was vision, there would be provision. So Lord, I am praying for a divine wake-up call for certain people and all of us, Lord, that just need another shunt in our heart of hearts, to understand, Lord, that all that you've given us is because of a reason. And that reason is souls. Souls, souls, souls. All that you have, all that you are a custodian of, all that you steward, especially your finances, we are responsible to it, to do what God wants us to do with it. So Father, this morning I pray through this short message that you would give divine revelation. When Peter said, you are the Son of God, Jesus said to him, and upon that revelation, I will build my church. Who can say amen to that? Amen. God bless you. You can take a seat. Amen. Um. This, this message, uh, like really giving message, on your seats uh, is envelopes that uh, you can start to fill out if you like. And they're little boxes there. Please tick those uh, accordingly. But uh, you can give by check, C3 Tugra. Um, you can give uh, by check, but you can give by uh, the FPOS lady down the back. You can give like that. Uh, you can give by cash. And uh, praise God for that. But you can, and 50% of the church give online. They give online. Thank you, and I will just say this. Thank you for the new people that have joined our church in the last couple of weeks or the last couple of months. And the accountant is saying to me that we're seeing your commitment. For those people that are committed to the house, and our accountant is seeing that, and they ask me, who's so-and-so? Yeah, they're new people that have joined the church. They're stewards. They're good, responsible people. They understand 
what God, uh, what God is about through the principle of giving. Thank you for those people that are committed to the vision of C3 Tugra. Just give them a hand, everyone. Serving and giving to the church is about revelation. Very hard to give to a church if you have no revelation of what that church is doing. I would say it's a very hard thing to move a heart, to move someone to serve a church, to, to walk up to one of these desks and say, hey, I'm into that, or to give your money, your hard-earned money, which represents your, your, your blood, sweat, and tears, your giftedness, your talent, your, your coming and going from work. That money represents, I believe, uh, you know, your heart in a sense but it represents who you are and to say to you give 10% to God 10% of your income or your increase uh, and then you got to say to yourself why and this morning is about the why 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 do you want my time my talent my treasure why I think that's a fair question that you need to ask what are you going to do with the money? What are you going to do with my time? What are you going to do? And so we try and tease that out every way we can. And I think it's only a fair question. Um, Jesus said he would build his church. Amen. Uh, there's a song. I don't know what musical it's from. Julie would know. Money makes the world go round. It's from Cabaret. Cabaret. Did you see that in the 60s? You had a friend that you, you were in it. <laughs> you are right. Okay, so can you give me a, can you give me this? Money makes the world go round, the world go round, the, the money makes the thing go round, the clinking, clanking sound. Oh, money, 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 give a little, give a little, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So this church is not here by a, uh, an extraordinary gift that, uh, Bill Gates gave us, or it's not here by some uh, sponsorship program by Kentucky or McDonald's. It's here by the biblical principle of the Malachi chapter 3. I wonder if I could have that one. Thanks, guys. And God said, I'll give you, I'll give you a principle. I will give you a principle to live by. It's not the law. It, 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 it was a law, but we're under grace now. But this is, this is what Jesus said. Well, this is what God said. Will a, will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. So understand the delineation. There is tithes, which belongs to God. Uh, apparently, I heard one great man of God said, it's not ours to give. He owns it. How can we give it if he owns it? Is that, is that, does anyone get a handle of that? It's yours. You can't buy shoes with it. You can't buy ice creams with it. You can't buy a house with it. It's God's, and it's, it's for this. Tithes is for the church to be sustained and financed. It, it's to pay for, for staff. It, it's, to, it's for administration. It's for the utilities. It's, for, it's to make this house happen. This house happens by every single person that is committed to this house. It's, not, it, it, it's, it, it's financed by the people in it. Is that, is that okay? It's, and it's that reason why we give um, in tithes and offerings. Now, offerings are another thing. Love offerings. The pizza guy. Offerings is a different thing. The pizza guy comes around. 
And I, if the pizza guy's going to drop pizzas off to my house, you know, what does he get? $7 an hour? I'm telling you, I'm going to try and raise at least $5 to give that poor guy. And so he turns up to me and, um, and, and I said, look, there, there's five bucks. And he goes, are you sure? I said, I'm absolutely sure, man. Man, we've got to make this worthwhile for you, buddy. He said, wow, five bucks. And, and, and I said, by the way, Jesus loves you. You know what I mean? It's good to say that. That's why you're giving, because you're generous. You've you got a heart after God. Is that cool? And I think there should be more of that stuff. And, and, you, and that's your offering. That's your offering to the pizza guy who you think, thank you for bringing the pizzas, but look, that, that's my token gesture to you. But we do that when ministry, uh, ministry comes through, when our missionaries come through, when our guest speakers come through, we give them love offerings. Now, with the offerings, the Bible says God's going to bless you on that. That's your seed. There's actually 30, 60, 100-fold potential to be blessed in that. And, and we talk about when we give to the building fund, that's our offerings. We don't give our tithe to the building fund. That's our offering. So mature Christians understand tithes and understand offerings because it says right there in the Word of God, tithes and offerings. Is that cool? And it says if you don't do this, uh, things are going to be hard for you. I wouldn't like to say that you're going to be cursed, but I, I'm going to say that you're going to be constrained uh, because you are robbing me. And continue just there. Continue on. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That's the, the church. That there may be food in my house. What sort of food? That's ministry. Why bring the tithe into the house? That there may be someone standing here preaching, teaching. That there may be young sons and daughters being raised up. That they may teach and preach. It's for the food of the ministry of the presence of God. Of God doing what He does best in the house. That's food. People are hungry the world is hungry and thirsty for real stuff. Fame will never give you that. Um, success will never give you that. People are spiritually hungry. Let's pray when they come to C3 Tugra that they get real food, the Word of God, the bread of life, and that they get a drink of salvation, firstly, but then they get a drink of encouragement, a prophetic drink, a drink that is sustaining. Is that cool? Why do we bring the tithe to the house? That there may be ministry in the house. Without the finances, no ministry. We've got to meet on the street corner or somewhere. I'm not sure. So this is the other. I think we just might cut to the uh, Genesis, Genesis scripture because this is another part of my heart why we give. And it did say in that Malachi that the windows of heaven will be open over you. Seemingly when you connect with vision, when you connect with vision, kingdom vision, God's vision, God optimizes our life. God optimizes. He says, now you're talking. Yeah, you love me, you know me, but now you're giving to my cause, giving to my church, giving to the kingdom. Now let's see what we can do. Because if God can get it through you, he'll get it to you. And he seemingly sees that trust, sees that responsibility, and then he ups the ante of your life becoming bigger. This is Jacob having a full-blown encounter with God. Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me, fathers and mothers, you need to listen to this. If you want God to be looking out over your children, over your finances, over your health, over your home, you need to listen to this. This is Jacob. Jacob's just had a full-blown encounter with God. And Jacob 
says this as a vow. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely, safety is a good thing, to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. All of the increase you get, all of your wage that you get, the Bible says if you give a tithe of that to God, you're going to be blessed. And it's the heart of this church, the heart of this pastor, to see you connect in covenant relationship with God. Find a church. If it's not this, if you can't give your tithe to this church, go down the road. Go down to Church Unlimited because Darlene checks right there at the moment and she's preaching vision. And she's saying, we got vision to start more churches on the coast, to reach out to the Rwandan people, to reach out to here, reach out there. And guess what? Since she's been preaching that, the giving's gone right up in that house, double fold, because people give to vision. Do you know what I mean? So if you can't give to our vision, find a church to give to. Because you're going to be left out in the cold if you don't give your tithe, if you don't connect with God through your giving. Do you know what I'm saying? Your life's going to be minimal. You're going to be constrained. You're not going to feel the hand of God on your life. You're not going to feel the presence of God around your life like you should. That's what I believe. I don't know about you, but I know this. When we connect with God through our giving and say, God, this is for the cause of what you paid a price for on the cross. This is for this church in this local region to be sustained, to be well-equipped. Man, it grieves me that this house has not a proper kids' facility. We were measuring up on the paddock the other day, and we're in a tent down there. Guys, this ain't right. The Bible says in Haggai, the house should not be in disrepair. And for me, this house is in disrepair. It does not have adequate space for kids' ministry. And so I want to talk to someone about, about going off the back here, putting a floor in, a roof in, and providing a room off the back of this church. Help me, someone. Help me, someone. It's not right that our kids are meeting out. It's a novel thing, but the novel is going to wear off when it rains and hails. And You know what I mean? We need not to see this house uncompleted and in disrepair. We need to... And, and, and if you can't commit to our vision, man, I'm, I'm just... You know, we need to pray people in kings who earn good money that can bring the spoils in from the marketplace and sustain this house. We need serious money. Okay, let's quickly do this. What sort of monies do we need? I think we're taking about three and a half thousand uh, in tithes, uh, Tim, uh, the, the accountant tells me. And we take about three and a half thousand a week in tithes. Praise God for that. But we're about $500 short. We really need $4,000 to run the church. We're taking a hit every week. And who knows when you take a hit every week, it starts to compound. It's not good. So I'm being very blatant. I'm being very real with you. We need to believe that if you are in this house and you're not giving your tithe, we need to believe for you to have an encounter with God like Jacob, a full-blown encounter with God, a burning bush experience to help connect your life with this church and with God. We need to believe for an extra $500 a week. That may be you. You might be able to give $50, $100. People in this house give hundreds of dollars a week to this house. I thank you and salute those people. We really need, the accountant really, the wish list is 
4,500 a week. It's not a lot. It's not. We should actually, near 400 people, near 400, we should be doing that easy. We should probably be, listen, we should be doing that easy. We should be doing five, $6,000 a week. The building fund, and everyone knows we have a loan for the building and for the land, and we got an evaluation for it. Praise God, our investment has proved very, very faithful. Um, and uh, we've got a 1.5 on the land and the building, and we've got a, a, an outstanding debt of about a million. So we've got about $500,000 equity. So do you know what I'm saying? So this is a good thing. So I think we're taking about near $1,000 in the building fund uh, a week, $1,000, but we really need, really need $2,000 a week really need that and at the end of the year it might come in some people give by bigger pledges towards the end of their their because we do a rise and build which is vision builders and uh that might change but about a thousand dollars a week i think we're on at the moment for rise and build listen guys i salute everyone who's who committed last mid last year at the end of the finance year and are still committed to your the amount that you pledged the amount that you vowed to give, if you can stay with that and continue with that, otherwise we're out on our ears. So we're believing for $2,000 um, a week in our rise and build. Shortfall of approximately uh, $1,000 a week. It's not much if we all do our part. Let's just pause. We're ready to give now. So if you can gather your best offering. Would you let your heart be moved to tithe to the Lord as of this day? If you want to commit to the rise and build, we're looking for about 20 people. Let's say about $50 a week, less or more. If you want to know about that, just put up your hand right now. There's a brochure that can come to you. If you just want to just glance it and have a look at the brochure about it. It's the rise and build. And uh, if you want to provide offerings to this church, if you want to do that, yeah, just... Just just hand those brochures out as we speak. If you want to know about the rise and build, maybe you want to commit this morning. You just want to know about it. You, you're not going to commit this morning, but you just want to know about it. Put your hand up. There's a brochure coming to you right now. Others, if you can continue to fill out your giving envelope. Everything we do, everything we're allowed to do, everything we're privileged to do has been made possible by an opportunity that was given us through people who believed in the principle of tithing and offering. I want to say to every giver in this house that's given over the years, some people have been in this house since 1996, I salute you and bless you in your servitude, in your generosity, in your heart towards God, in your stewardship of finances towards this house, to the tithes and offerings. We bless you and anoint you that you would journey safely, that Lord would bless you in every area of your life, financially, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, socially, every... God, I pray that you would bless C3 Tugra. Optimize us, prosper us as a, as a, as a corporate body, but bless each and every one of us individually. We declare, Lord God, everything we have is yours. You've given, you've given it to us, and we give it back to you. And you bless us. 
and you provide for us and you protect us and we thank you for that and the saints say saints say amen god bless you as you begin ushers you can come right now god bless you it was 12 months ago that we had our first service here um it was a crazy weekend that one actually we were preparing for our wedding and um, we're like, we're going to move, you know, we're moving to the coast. We came from Newcastle um, and we're like, we need to find a church. So we looked it up on the C3 website to see if there was any in the area and we found one. So we, we found a church here and we're like, we need to go and check it out. We jumped on the website. We saw that Vision Sunday was coming up. And we're like, let's go. We went to our church in Newcastle in the morning. We're there all day because we pack up, sit, sit down, set up. It's painful. And um, we're like, we're really tired. But we're like, no, we really feel like we really need to go to this. And um, we came and, and um, I'll tell you what, we, from that moment, we sewed in, you know. We knew that this was our home. We knew that this is where we belong. And so we just stayed. You know, people were so friendly, so friendly. And, um, and we loved it, didn't we? Yeah. I think the thing was, like, we came here and we were, like, church is important to us. Yeah. And so when you have that core value, when you come into a place that has the same thing, instantly you know in your heart and your spirit, this is where we want to be. Yeah. So we've never looked back. We're, we're changed people in only 12 months. So yeah. it's very good. We love it. It's great. So um, we're going to talk to you about the how. How do we fulfill our vision as a church? We, um, there's a few things that we, um, that we have to share about. So hopefully we don't have too much time, but that's all right. Right on time. Perfect. Is this good? Is everyone enjoying this? It's great, isn't it? So as a church, we have three paid staff. Three paid staff. We have 400 people in our church and only three paid staff. So that's, we just gave to our church. So that pays them. They, you know, they do an exceptional job to get, keep this church running and that kind of thing. But the majority of the work we do as a church is, um, is done by our volunteers. And, um, and Tash, tell us about our volunteers. Um, who's a volunteer in the house? Yeah. So, you know, you have this little thing inside you that's like, you know, I love doing what I do. I believe in this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve and... We love and we appreciate our volunteers um, in this church and there's two things that we do. We have volunteer of the month. So every month we, um, we honour someone in the service. We get them up, we embarrass them. Um, <laughs> we give them a little card. We thank them for being a part of this church and for sowing their time and energy. Um, the other thing we do is volunteer of the year. And so as you know, at Christmas time we gave away um, volunteer of the year to Jilly. Um, because she serves um, every week. She doesn't whinge, she does it. And so we, we love and appreciate every single one of you who serves in this place. Um, yeah, and so the structure of our church consists of departments, um, which have department heads who lead them, um, teams. So within each department, there is teams. So, for example, Jilly is the music director, and she heads up the worship team. So what you see here this morning, yes, it moves you, but it's, it's hard work as well. And so... Um, the team consists of worship leaders, um, backing vocalists, musicians, the drama. I don't know if they call no. them musicians. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I 
I've been brewing that all morning. Um, yeah, and so this team um, serves in church, it serves in youth, um, and it serves in events. Um, so, like, I'm a part of a team. I, I run a connect group, plus I, I drum on Sundays. Um, and I, I know that, that that's what keeps me going, you know. I, I love to serve. I love serving you guys as, a, as our congregation and, um, and as our community. But, you know, I love also serving our God because, you know, that, I don't know, it, just, it feels good. I love it. So it's great to be a part of a team. Um, can I say this? If you feel disconnected from our church, there's two things. You should give more money and you should join a team because that is where you will feel connected. That's where you'll meet new people. That's where you'll get friends. That's where you'll, you know, you'll feel connected to our church. Um, or even it's, you know, just to help out occasionally. Like in a minute, we're going we're gonna, to you know, close the service, but we've got all the tables set up with all our teams on there. You know, you might not be able to serve weekly or monthly, but just to help out, just so that they know there's someone that they can rely on if, if um, it all goes pear-shaped one day. Um, so if you're not already on a team, I, I strongly urge you to join a team. It's, it is great. If you can't play drums, it's all right. Someone will teach you. Garth will teach you. $10 for half an hour, just, it's a church rate, I don't know. But he's good, and he'll teach you. I won't. I've never had a lesson in my life. I'm terrible. $10 an hour. I should go see him, yeah. Um, so all our teams are on a rostered basis. So, you know, you're not going to be stuck doing it every week. Oh, wait. No, she will. Um, that's all right. Lisa's great. She's great. So, so, um, so you can join a team depending on how, how much time you can give. You know, if you're, if you're working 60 plus hour weeks, you know, it's, you're, not gonna, you're gonna struggle to, to be on a team weekly. You know, that's just a fact. But you know, you can, you can deter, determine how much you serve on how much you can commit, and that's completely okay. Um, so we have a, we're gonna have a look at all our departments. And what I want to do as well, I want to also share with you, like Pastor Julie spoke about the why. And so I want to, I want to read out these departments and what they need, but I'm also going to tell you the why behind those departments as well. Because, you know, we're, we're about community and we're about people. So our first department is our youth department. They currently need um, security adults. So to roam the building, make sure that there's kids not doing things they shouldn't be doing. Why do we have youth? Because it is a place for our youth to come and be themselves. C3 kids, they need workers. They just need people to help out. Um, Why do we have C3 kids? So the kids don't get bored. So they can have a good time. Kids need to have a good time. I still need to have a good time. Maybe I should go. Um, We have it for the mums as well. So they don't have to put up with their kid in church. They can actually focus on important things. He means that with love as well, don't you, babe? Yeah. We're not having kids for a while. Kids. Oh. Tasha's sister just had a, a little boy. It's cute, but... It's a... The best baby is a handback baby. You can hand it back. You can... 
Anyway, um, our worship team needs singers and musicians. Um, why do we have a worship team? So that we can come together corporately and worship our God. Hey, isn't that great? Our pastoral care departments, it's close to my heart, close to my heart, this one. Um, our new Christians, we need an altar call team. So we're building up a team so that we can support and, and teach our new Christians. So when people come in, it's not just a once-off event, but they're getting planted in our church where their roots go deep so that they can be living a fruitful life. That is the why. Um, our connect groups, we need connect group leaders and we need people to come to our connect groups as well because with our connect group members, we don't have connect groups. Why do we have connect groups? Because in a church of 400, it's easy to get lost, right? So, you know, you can come to, on Sunday and you can have your, your few friends, but you never get outside of that. So we have a connect group so that you can actually feel a part of a community, a smaller community amongst a larger community. So if you're not in a connect group, come and talk to us afterwards. We'd love to get you in a connect group. We'd love it. Our service departments. So what do our service departments do? They make this worthwhile. Imagine if we had no one on a service department on a Sunday. We'd rock up, we'd do our thing, we'll have a bit of worship. Sit you know, on the ground. We'd sit on the ground because the chairs wouldn't be out, or you'd get your own chair. You know, we'd have, um, we'd have the tithes and offerings. Oh, can someone go and get the buckets um, so we can pass them around? It'd be a shamozzle. Imagine if you came for the first time and that's what it was like. Man, I wouldn't want to come back. It'd be crazy. It's like going to a, a, watch a soccer team and no one knows what position they're playing. It'd be terrible. So they make our, our services hospitable and make it so it's not a shambles. Um, we need ushers, so we need more men, more manly men to, to be ushers. We need deacons and maintenance. We also need manly men. Um... We have our Milk and Honey Cafe, which is going to be open after the service, which is great. And um, they, need, they don't need manly men. They just need helpers. So that's, that opens it up a bit to anyone. Our greeting team, we need people who love people. So if you love talking to people, join the greeting team. We have our audiovisual and our lighting and effects team. They make it enjoyable, you know. Imagine if the lights weren't on in here. We, again, we walk in and go, what the heck is this? Our outreach teams. So we need workers once a month for the, um, for the street mission so that we can sound. Audio, visual, lighting effects and sound. We need soundies, good soundies. There's training. So if you, don't, if you feel a bit overwhelmed by all the knobs on the desk, it's okay. We'll train you. And you'll get trained well by professionals. That happens very rarely. That's all right. So our street missions, feed the hungry. We need workers once a month. Why do we do that? Because we care for people. We care for our community. Big noise, kids outreach. That's once a year, right? So that's a one year, once a year commitment for a couple of days. That's not a big commitment, but we need, we need um, teams for, for that who love kids. Our administration departments, the office needs volunteers during the week to do office work. That keeps the church running as well. Yeah, Katrina's loving it. Um, the events, we need an events team to, to help coordinate 
the things that we do in the church, our Christmas services, our Easter services, all that kind of thing. We need some people to join the marketing team as well so that we can um, you know, get our profile in the community out there. So that is um, what we do. Can we possibly get this version on the screen? Perfect. They, those those um, de- administration departments, they make our church work, right? That is the why behind that. So, that. so that everything comes together and works. So as the leaders of all the departments, do all the department head leaders, do they want to stand? Just so we can get a bit of an idea of, of who runs these departments. These are our department heads. There's more up the back. They're probably all serving. They're, they've got tables set up. They've got sign-up sheets and that kind of thing as well. If you want to get involved in any of these teams, you know, feel free to go and talk to them about what you can commit to, what you can do, what you can't do, um, all that kind of thing. So do the department heads want to go and jump on their tables um, so that we can get all that ready? And, yep. Yeah, we just want to, you know, this is what we believe in. This is who we are. So now, um, as we bring the service to a close, we just want to encourage you to jump up out of your seats and wander around each table. Actually spend time looking at what they do, seeing if that's something that you could help out with. Um, Ask questions too, like don't be shy or anything. Um, And then stick around. Milk and Honey is open again today. Um, You can buy some coffee, have something yummy to eat, um, and make friends because that's what we're about. So, um, yeah. Thanks for being here. We love you and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. The cafe is open. Get tea for two. It's great.